Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards, and I want to welcome you to Impact Cyber Church, where you go to church with the whole world. <laughs> well, not at the same time. You know what? All over the world today, people are going to be tuning into not just this message, but to this entire series and are going to be discovering how to get through life with less pain. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I tell people, I've told this to people for years, you know, you know uh, uh, sometimes people would look at how I'm dealing with some things in my life and maybe say, man, that's really godly the way you dealt with that. You know, the real truth is I can't say that I do the right thing just <laughs> because I'm all that godly. I, I do the right thing many times just because I don't want any more pain. I've been through enough pain. I've created enough pain in my life and probably in the lives of other people. I don't want pain for me. I don't want pain for other people. And I've just finally figured out, you know, it didn't take me all that long, you know, half a century, give or take a little. You know, God's smarter than I am. And, and you know what, you, I don't know if you've heard this saying or made, heard people make this statement where it's like, man, you know, we should have got a we should have got a, a operator's manual for life. You know, somehow we should have had something that told us how to do this. We got something that told us how, how to do this. It tells us how to get through life, how to avoid the pain, how to deal with the pain when it comes. It's called the Bible. But I'm telling you, religion has messed it up so bad that uh, uh, we read it and twist it into something that God never intended. Every word of God is written from the perspective that God loves you, God wants you to experience love. He wants you to be healed if you're hurting. He wants you to be free. He wants you to enjoy life to the fullest. And, uh, and you can do it if we read his word and, and, and seek to understand it from the motive of love, operating in love. God's showing me how to love myself, love God, love people around me. So, <clears throat> you know something, this whole series about how to stop the pain is based on Jesus telling us what to do when we encounter offenses so that we don't have to continually carry this pain forward. You know, uh, any anything that happened in your past that is still affecting you today is a form of PTSD, post-traumatic stress syndrome or post-traumatic stress disorder, excuse me. And now we understand PTSD when it's, you know, it's from the perspective of a military person. And, and this is such a lame example. I hate to use it because I don't want to insult anybody, but, but uh, you know, we, we're all familiar with the concept, uh, after, particularly after the Vietnam War, of soldiers coming home and sitting in a restaurant, a car goes by and it backfires and suddenly this person's diving under the table uh, because Everything in them says when you hear that kind of sound, you're, you're under attack. Well, that's, that's a post-traumatic stress. In other words, even though the trauma happened way back here, today you're, you're still having situations that, that you re-experience the stress, the dysfunction, the pain that was caused by that original event. But you know something? That's no different than 
and then maybe your parents not showing you love. And, and so, so now you have a hard time believing anybody loves you. Or maybe somebody you trusted took advantage of you. So it's hard for you to ever trust anybody again. That's post-traumatic stress syndrome. And I'm telling you what, people all over the world are suffering because number one, they didn't know that they were creating pain by the way they responded to hurts that came their way. Number two, they didn't know they could do anything about it and, and, and deal with that and get rid of it. And number three, we don't know how to avoid pain uh, in the future. But listen, if you're new to this, if this is your first uh, pro, a part of this uh, series that you're watching, you've got several options. By the way, we have uh, probably now maybe nine programs that are free, impactministries.com. And you can, you can go into uh, uh, Cyber Church and find those videos and you can watch all of those videos for free. Or you have another option. That other option is you can purchase the series because in the series, we probably have about seven or eight hours of very specific teaching and very specific exercises that we don't have time to go into in these programs. But you know something, if you want to be coached through this, if you want to go through uh, uh, how to stop the pain in your life, how to deal with offenses and those kinds of things, uh, in, in January, I'm gonna help you start your new year right. We're gonna have a coaching uh, program, a life coaching program, where we're going to go through how to stop the pain. And I'm telling you something, we're going to work these things out. We're going to resolve, show you how to resolve these issues and show you how to put them in practice. If you're interested in participating in this, then just go to impactministries.com and you'll see on the right hand side, the top of the page, an icon there that uh, is, going to, is, is going to be UI, uh, Ultimate Impact. Now, used to, we used to call it Impact Unlimited, but now we've changed the name because we're refocusing, you know, how we're doing this. And if you'll click on there, you can sign up for that or get all the information to sign up to participate in that program. So, so if you're interested in approaching this like a disciple that's really going to conquer the problem, we, we got the way. You know, today I want to talk to you about, uh, about how to resolve problems and stop wasting your time fighting over meaningless things. It's amazing to me, and, and, and again, you know, I say this quite often, I'm, try, I'm not trying to impress anybody, I'm just trying to say I have met one-on-one -on -one with thousands of people. I have stood and ministered to groups of, of, of thousands and thousands and ten thousands of people. So I've spoken to millions of people uh, all over the world, and uh, besides what happens on Facebook and social media and the people that we contact there, and so after about 50 years, nearly a half century of working one-on-one -on -one with people, here's the thing that I've, that I've found out. People know how to fight, but they don't know how to solve problems. And fighting is not the way to solve problems. You know, years ago, I used to say it this way, and, and I would still say it this way, but even though this is not the ideal thing, I used to say, you know, I don't, I don't mind fighting if we're fighting to, to solve a problem, if that's the goal of the conflict. But, you know, the word fighting is so threatening to so many people that, you know, you don't even want to leave that in the context anymore because people will immediately like, no, I don't want any kind of fighting. Well, okay, then here's the deal. It's time to learn how to solve problems without fighting. And I'm going to walk you through this. And by the way, in my book, How to Stop the Pain, we talk about this. In my book, uh, 
Uh, we still kiss. It's all about being married and being happy. I talk about how to do this, but I'm going to share this with you today. First of all, remember, a judgment is when you assume to know why someone has done something. So when your spouse or when some, someone in your life does something, the, the way it's going to affect you, the amount of pain that you're going to experience is going to be based on your judgment. And I'm not going to go back through all the scriptures that we went through over all of these nine weeks. You'll have to go back and do this yourself. We've got a limited amount of time and I want to get as much of this out, out here for you as I can. So when we make a judgment, the Bible tells us that that determines the amount of pain, how we feel, our internal emotional response to anything. It's all because we assume to know why that person did what they did. And the truth is, we don't know why. And the Bible tells us not to judge. And it tells us not to judge for several reasons. Number one, judgment belongs to God. And uh, the, the only thing that would make you feel like you have the right to judge is because you are choosing to be God of your world and you're trying to impose your rule on other people. Another reason the Bible tells you not to judge is because the way you judge something determines, as I previously said, determines the pain or how your, your emotional, what your emotional response is going to be. If you judge that a person did something because they don't like you, because they have some subtle meaning, because they're trying to manipulate you or, or whatever, if that's what you assume to be the reason why, then that is the offense. That is the negative feeling that comes in. And, uh, and that feeling may be right, it may be wrong, it doesn't matter because it's not based on what the other person is doing, it's based on your judgment. So, but then the third reason is, not only do we reap what we sow in that, and that if I pass a judgment, then in my own heart I experience that judgment as being real, but also it affects our relationships and other people then become more judgmental and more critical of us. So I don't know about you, I don't need people to be any more critical of me, and I don't need for me to be creating pain inside me because of judgments I pass. And uh, I want to have a life that's filled with peace and no, no offense, no pain. Now remember, an offense is something that causes you to stumble. So when you pass that judgment and it creates pain inside you, for example, you know, let's say, uh, <clears throat> let's say your spouse goes to the, to the grocery and, and uh, forgets to pick up something that you really want it and, and you ask her to pick up for you and she comes back and, and she says, oh, oh I, I forgot. And then inwardly, you, you, you make a, a, a statement or a judgment that says, well, uh, evidently then you don't care that much about me. So that's, that's, why you for, that's why you didn't get that. I'm not significant to you. You don't love me as much as you love the kids or you don't love me as much as you love a, that other person. Well, if that's your judgment, then you start feeling angry. You start feeling rejected. You start feeling depressed. You start feeling... Uh, like you want to distance yourself, you start having all these negative things. Why? Not because your judgment's true, but just because you passed a judgment. Now, normally when we go to someone and, and, and we have an offense, we've, we've been hurt, we've got something going inside of us, very seldom do we approach that person in a way that is going to end in peace. Uh, you know, when I first started trying to sort this stuff out in my own life, I had a little checklist that before I would go confront or challenge a person, I'd go down this checklist and I'd ask myself some questions. You know, am I doing this just because I need to be right? And, and I, in, other words, I, in other words, I've got to get them to see it my way. Am I doing this um, 
because uh, let me say, need to be right, the main one. I, I can't remember my full checklist. If you want to know the truth, D doing a little. I'm doing a little bit of the sinus thing this week, so I'm thinking just a little bit slower. But ultimately, what, what, one of the questions I would ask myself is, uh, uh, will this end in peace or more conflict if I do this the way I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to do it? And, and those were really the, the, the two biggest questions. And if, if, I, if I realized I was doing it just because I needed to win the battle, just because I needed to be right, just because I needed to ex explain myself, then I realized I'm doing this for the wrong reason and this is not going to end good. And I would wait until I could come up with a way to do this that would end well. Now, when Jesus told us, by the way, to rebuke a person who uh, offends us, that word rebuke is not really the way we use that word rebuke in the English language. That word rebuke has more to do with establish a boundary, go to them and establish a boundary. Now, that's not precisely what it means, but, it, but all the other aspects of what that word means ends in establish a boundary. Now, the majority of people never establish a boundary. And so going to that person and trying to resolve the problem apart Part of what you're wanting to accomplish is you're wanting to establish a boundary. Now, I want you to understand something. If you do not establish a boundary with a person and they continue to do something that hurts you, you can't even really blame them for hurting you because you never established a boundary. You never said to them, this is how this affects me. So <clears throat> you're going because you're going to establish a boundary. You're going to, you're going to bring an end to, to this kind of pain. So when you go to a person... Uh, you're, going to, you're going to go to them um, and you're going to observe some of the laws of communication. Now, I didn't come up with all of these. I've learned these from other people over the years. Some of them I got out of the Word of God. Some of them I developed myself. But uh, one of the first laws of communication, and Stephen Covey talked about this in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which has been a, a, a classic pretty much for the last 20 years or more. But, but he says this, always seek to understand before seeking to be understood. See, <clears throat> we tend to come to people and we want them to understand us. And that's what we come out of the chute with. I want you to understand me. And uh, when we do that, the message that we send to that other person is, I don't care about understanding you. I don't care about what's important to you. I care about me. And I want you to understand me. Because if you'll understand me, then we can solve this problem. Well, man, I'm telling you what, if you, if you just want an automatic way to create more conflict, if you just want a way to uh, uh, get people to turn off to you and really become defensive, go in trying to force them to understand you. But one of the greatest things you can do to take the fight out of any conflict is go in seeking to understand where they're coming from. Now, a lot of people, people's first response is, look, I'm not the one that did something here. I'm not the one that was hateful. Well, it doesn't matter who's right or wrong. What matters is if you're going to be a peacemaker and you want peace in this situation, don't go in there in a way that's going to create more conflict. And, and trying to get them to understand you first is, is going to only create more conflict. So one of, the thing, one, of the, one of the statements that you're going to have to make early in trying to resolve this conflict or trying to resolve this hurt is going to be, uh, I'm not sure I understand, or maybe I don't understand, or I want to understand something here. Now, another thing you cannot do, you cannot confront a person 
over your judgment about why they did what they did. You can only confront the person about what they did. You know, one of the things in business, and I, you know, I've been in ministry and business my, my whole life, and one of the things that's always difficult with staff members is that when staff members report to you, they come and tell you something that happened, more times than not, they give you the emotional version of what happened. And that emotional version is based on their interpretation or judgments uh, of, of the events. <clears throat> and, so, and so you're not really finding out what happened, you're finding out their judgments about what happened. And it's really, even among really, really good people, it's like, just give me the facts. Don't tell me what you think about them. Don't tell me whose fault you think it is. Don't tell me anything other than what you have eyewitness uh, uh, knowledge of. And I'm telling you what, most people can't do that. They can't even do that in their internal dialogue, much less with somebody else, because it's all about the judgments that we pass. Our reality in almost all situations is, is, and it's a false reality, is based on our judgments, not based on what the person did. So you never go to someone and say, uh, you know, you insulted me the other day. Well, really, maybe the only reason it feels like an insult is because of the judgment that you passed about it. But you, you could say, in, in the example I used of the wife going to the store not coming home with the thing that you wanted to eat that night for dinner, could be, um, I, I want to understand this because I don't want to be upset about something just because I misunderstand it. Uh, so you remember the other day when you went to the grocery store and I had this thing that, that uh, I wanted you to pick up for me and, and you, you said you forgot it. See, that's the facts. How I felt about it, the judgments I passed about it, those are not facts. All, the, all that I know to be factual is you went to the grocery store, I, I asked you to get something for me, you went to the grocery store and number three, According to your own words, you forgot it. I don't know why you forgot it. I don't know what the situation was. All I'm saying, that is, that is all that's real. So <clears throat> then that's where you want to move into the, the place of understanding and really owning your own part of this. You know, this is where you have to say, I, I, don't, I don't want to go into this. and I don't want to accuse you falsely, but this really kind of made me feel like I'm not important to you. Now, we have the right to say, this is how I feel, but we don't have the right to say, you intended to make me feel this way. You wanted me to feel this way. You did this on purpose. We, we can't do that. All that person can say is, you know, when you went to the grocery the other day, I asked you to pick this up for me and you forgot it. And... And so I, I want to I understand because I don't want to go to the place of judgment. I don't want to go to the place of falsely accusing you of something. Uh, but, you know, and you might even say, you know, this happens from time to time. And the way it makes me feel is that I'm just kind of not that significant. And uh, it may sound foolish to you, but, but, but I need to know, is there, is there a problem between us? You know, uh, that person may, most of the time what you're going to find is like, no, I just simply forgot. So there's really nothing to fuss about. You can't fuss about a person that forgets something. You know, you know my wife has a lot of short-term memory issues. And so I realize that sometimes if I want her to pick up something for me from the grocery, if she, 
if she has a written list, I want to make sure it gets on that list. But many times I will just text her while she's at the grocery and she will gladly pick it up for me. But, uh, you know, when we were first married, I didn't know that she had short-term memory issues. And so this would happen almost on a weekly basis. I'm probably exaggerating. It felt like a weekly basis where she would come back from the grocery and there would be things I wanted that she didn't get. And after a while, I just start saying, well, what is the deal here? Am I not significant? I mean, uh, why is what the kids want, what everybody else wants, why is that so important? But what I want seems to be so unimportant. And so I'm, I'm telling you a story from my own life, if you want to know the truth here. So, you know, all, all I could do was, it was if, if my mate says, and, and just like, you know, Brenda said at the time, she said, she said, look, Jim, I just, I just forget. I just don't, you know, I'm sorry. That's it. What else could she say? So now at that point in time, you're either going to blow this thing up or you're going to start looking for real solutions. If you accuse that person of lying, you're going to blow this up. And suddenly now you're going to be fighting over your judgments about this person doing this. You're not going to be doing anything to solve the problem. Because you see, once a person says, I didn't mean to do that, in a situation like this where it was repetitive, then the solution or finding the solution becomes incredibly simple. It's like, okay, uh, how can we keep this from happening in the future? And for Brenda and I, it came down to making a written grocery list because normally she didn't do that. She would go to the grocery and she would just, you know, she kind of had, had the store mapped out and she would start over here and, and on this aisle and she would go to this aisle, this aisle, this aisle, you know, wind up in the produce and come right straight to the cash register and, and check out. And normally as she was passing through a particular aisle, you know, it would engage her memory about what she wanted to cook that week. Well, <clears throat> that wasn't working out well for me. So we finally agreed that she would start making a, a written list. You know something? That pretty much solved the problem. Now, I've seen marriages end up in shambles over issues that are that simple because the person didn't go dealing with the facts. They didn't go seeking to understand. They, you know, they didn't go seeking to solve the problem, they went into the situation, they engaged from the perspective of, I'm going to win this battle, I'm going to get what I want. Well, you know, you better, you better ease up on that kind of stuff because you can end up uh, in a bad spot. See, normally what a person would do in that situation is they would walk in and, and instead of just saying, uh, I want to understand, they would just walk in and, and make some kind of judgment or some kind of statement, sort of like, uh, okay, evidently, uh, evidently, you don't care anything about me. And so that person's reaction, it doesn't matter what you say after that. Evidently, you don't care anything about me because, you know, every time I want something from the grocery, you just, you don't get it. And uh, that person is not going to hear and respond to anything else because you've set the premise for this whole thing to be, you don't care anything about me. That is my judgment. And so then the fight is going to be whether or not she cares about you or, or not. And that's what you're going to fight about. And so you're not fighting about the problem. You're fighting about your judgments concerning the problem. And usually that turns into a prolonged fight that never addresses the real issues. 
When the truth is, if you went in walking in love, showing respect, wanting to be a peacemaker, seeking to understand instead of seeking to be understood, dealing with the facts instead of your emotions surrounding the facts, the truth is you could walk in and probably not only find a solution to the problem in, in, a, in probably 15 minutes, but you would probably even grow into a deeper love for your spouse when you saw that they were anxious to solve the problem. When you saw they wanted to be a part of solving the problem. When you saw that they were concerned with you and how you felt. You know something? I, I, I hope you'll go back and listen to this a few times or maybe look in my, look in my uh, um, uh, We Still Kiss book uh, or look in my How to Stop the Pain book or listen to the series on how to solve the pain, but you want to get incredibly good at this. You want to get to where every time you're ready to <coughs> challenge or confront a person, uh, uh, you, you stop yourself and make sure that you're not doing it from the place of judgment. As a matter of fact, you want to make sure you're doing it as a peacemaker. You want to make sure you're doing it uh, you know, for, for a good outcome. You, you, know, you want to make sure you're doing it for all of the right reasons. Now, if you've been with me all of these nine weeks that we've been going through this, you want to remember everything in life works around the law of the seed. There's nothing that doesn't work around the law of the seed. And the law of the seed, you know, you're, you're always sowing seed into your own heart or you're sowing seed toward another person and they take it and put it in their heart. You can't put it in their heart, but, but, but they can. So, one of the first laws of the seed is that, is that every seed bears after its own kind. And so if you pass judgments and you approach a person and your motive for approaching them is you want to be right, you want to win the battle, you want to get what you want, all of these negative destructive things, and if they take that in and they get hurt and they get offended and they start thinking on this, then they plant these as seeds in their own heart. And so once they get those seeds planted in their heart, then those seeds grow into a harvest of rejection and pain and fear and insecurity that they now bring back toward you and you get offended and you plant new destructive seeds in your heart and you bring it back to them. And actually it just grows and grows and grows until your heart is like a desert, it's filled with thorns, or it's choked out the Word of God, it's choked out the love that you once had for each other, and you're going to find yourself uh, in a miserable, miserable, painful divorce, or a miserable, miserable, we're going to stay together till somebody dies kind of relationship. It's not that hard to solve problems uh, if we just keep judgment out of it and keep love in the middle of it. You know, I hope you got a lot out of this series. I hope it was a blessing to you. And you know something, I want to encourage you to go to our website, check out everything that we have on our website, look around. I'm telling you, we got hundreds of free videos that you can watch on our, on our website. We got a lot of free tools that we can download. And, um, and one of the things that we're going to be doing very soon is we're going to be launching our uh, iGroup ministry. We already have an iGroup ministry. We have small groups that meet uh, really around the country and around the world, but we're, we're developing new tools for iGroups. If, you, if you're interested, and uh, hosting an iGroup, uh, contact us. We'll send you some uh, free training information and uh, we'll launch about the first of the year around kicking off uh, uh, some iGroup leadership training. And in, 
in the meantime, you just start inviting people to your house to watch these broadcasts together, talk them through, minister each other, answer questions. And uh, uh, you, you be the catalyst in your community and your family that's bringing this Word of God. Now listen, if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure at the end of this, just take a couple seconds, like this message and subscribe to this message uh, so that we can make sure that millions of people all over the world get to hear this message and get to be healed by the love of God. Also, uh, don't forget that uh, uh, ultimate impact you can be a part of, of an incredible uh, program of mentoring and coaching where we help you make the journey of a disciple. And we deal with this, this issue of how to stop the pain and we go through it together and I will coach you through it and we will teach you hard work that you can do to resolve these issues, to move past these issues, to solve all of these problems. So <clears throat> be a blessing to one another. Be sure and watch us next week. Share this program with people that you know it will help. And, and above all, give up the idea that judgment will solve any problems. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.